Hey y'all, welcome back to part three here on a Saturday, July 16th, 2022 edition of the Chase Thomas Podcast presented by Blue Wire Pods, Land of Sports Guys, as we wrap up here on a Saturday with our local coverage here on the Chase Thomas Podcast. So Max Markovich, Garrett Chapman on this edition of the program. We had a lot, a lot of fun stuff to talk about on this edition of Atlanta Sports Guys. We talked about the Mets Brave series. We talked about Austin Riley being a big snub for the All-Star game for the Braves. We talked about uh, who gets the most carries for the Falcons this season at the running back spot. Uh, just some general Falcon stuff as well, along with Desmond Ritter and just where things are going there. So uh, a lot of fun on that front. And then, of course, we're not watching Summer League. No Hawks this week. Not doing much. John Collins still on the roster. Hunter, no new extension there. But, yeah, it's kind of quiet, quiet, quiet time on the Atlanta sports front uh, outside the Braves just kicking tail right now. So uh, there you go. Atlanta sports guys, we wrap up here on a Saturday. Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, we're back. Atlanta sports guys on a Friday morning. Max Markovich, Garrett Chapman, both here as they are this time every single week. Garrett, good morning, sir. How are you? Fantastic, man. Big day, big day ahead. So it's a uh, lots going on. Are you, are you jump like you're chomping at the bit to move. I've never seen anyone in this good of a move no. on a moving day. Like, uh, I've I'm, never seen I haven't this. fully admitted it. I haven't started packing anything. What do you so, mean you haven't started packing anything? I haven't what? started really anything. I have the, I have the truck for the next 12 hours or 24 oh, hours. I God. should say starting in like 45 minutes. <laughs> this is you're telling me you, you're telling me you get the truck in 45 minutes and you haven't put anything I in a box. Started haven't started that i i I need to go buy boxes so this is giving me anxiety (laughs) i'm like stressed i'm stressed for you i operate at a perpetual level of stress that is i'm I'm just used to it max we have to check in with seven days a week i I need to check in at like 11 psychotic behavior yeah yeah (laughs) i just the weirdest thing is they they haven't even officially like like sent us our lease and we're signing our lease there so it's a god it's a nightmare so that's why i'm like I, maybe i think i've like snapped a little bit so it's like i think that's where i'm sitting you don't even have another lease so you, you might know, i mean scared. we know the lease is there like we've been like approved already and everything we just haven't put pen to paper do you trust this person yeah moderately oh my god yeah <laughs> so it's gonna be a long day it's gonna be a very long day i'll be working we're gonna, we're gonna get a text we're going to get a text from Garrett at like 11 p.m. tonight and be like, so I'm, I'm homeless now. Yeah, Max, I hope you have some <laughs> See, extra space. Is, my, lease, spot, my lease here. Garrett might be there for the weekend. Yeah, my, my lease here uh, goes another week. So that's why it's like at the end of the day, it's like, eh, I'll be okay. What do you mean, eh? What? A week? <laughs> a week is no time. Yeah. We, well, I mean, I've already been approved and like we already have like the apartment and everything. Well, if it falls out. through at the other place, like you don't have the, you have a week to find something else. That, that's nightmare territory. Oh, my like, God. Let's hope, that's, let's hope we don't get there. That's a possibility, Garrett. We're throwing it out there. Like, we're not speaking crazy. that. We're, not, we're manifesting good good vibes. Good vibes only. Oh, my God. This man is in a great mood for the circumstances. He that's what I'm saying, Max. Like, I don't understand why he, like, he's turned into the Joker. Like, what is happening that's right now? Man, I, I think I'm just, he's just super optimistic about Desmond Ritter. Maybe that's <laughs> what it is. Basically. I don't know. It's, like, it is, it's literally my Falcons fanhood personified. Everything's Maybe fine. that... Okay. Is it that? Is it just Steak Shapiro and Sandra Golden coming into the building? Just uh, yeah, got you big news. Good on the front? Big news yesterday. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's really exciting. I like them. It'll be fun. Yeah, they're they're Atlanta legends. So we'll see how yeah. it goes. They're coming in. Uh, what is it? Nine till nine to eleven. 
Yeah, I think that's That'd what be... they originally did on uh, the 680 front, I think. And they same name, I think right? I think so. They, they were like they... eight, eight six. Well, they moved. I think the first spots. one was like they moved around because then they went to their early morning show. Uh, but I think they started that 9 to 11 spot um, yeah. and then went it to... It fits them. Six... And he's going to get yeah. Atlanta Eats and all that stuff. He, he talks Atlanta culture stuff. Yeah. It's great. I'm Good excited fit. for it. Good yeah, to have him back like on the it. radio. Um, well, we have some Atlanta stuff to talk about here. Um, I think if any of y'all been sickos who have watched the Hawks Summer League, is there some real sicko behavior in the last week from either of you? I'm not that sick. Yeah, I, I got Braves, Braves to watch, man. The Mets are in town. Come on. I love that none of us have watched any second of the Hawks Summer League. I can't do it. I, there's I, not even like, but there's well, not even anyone to like. You know what AJ Griffin's going to be, excited. right? Yeah, AJ Griffin's, but he's, even, he's been hurt, right? Right. Like, yeah. What so am I? Fine. What am I? So I didn't even know who. <laughs> Do we know what AJ Griffin's going to be? Know, I don't know what AJ Griffin's going to be. Playing or not? I know ETN had like a, a buzzer beater or something last night. To be yeah, dispersed. I liked him more at Clemson. I like him more as a running back. I don't know how he's going to transition. Yeah, he's going to be a slot guy. All right, for for Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. He's just trying to do the two sport athlete thing. Um, I did love, I, I did love the like week where everyone was like, oh, maybe Sharif Cooper's the backup point guard. It's like, no, that's not. that's not how. They're not entrusting the backup point guard minutes to Sharif Cooper. I've no. never understood the love that Sharif Cooper has been getting. It doesn't. I mean, he's a he's a seems like a good dude, talented basketball player, but I, I, he's a second round pick on a team that we want to compete for like a top five playoff spot. You're not going to have a Sharif Cooper in that role. Like that just no. doesn't make any sense. He's also no. very small and can't shoot. That's a really really tough combo in the NBA. <laughs> not great. It's not who great. is the what's the NBA comp for that? Has there been some like I'm trying to think of who? What's the last really up? small can't shoot point guard? I don't know who qualifies. Who's, who's like Rondo? Even, he was he's not small. He could, but he his, could pass. Like his wingspan's crazy. I was gonna say like that's the thing is like he's long. Um, I don't know. Like I was thinking some Ramon Sessions vibes. I'm I'm trying to think of who would. Uh, I mean, for a while, Kyle Lowry couldn't really shoot, right? Mm. Really, but he. he and maybe he could always shoot it better than he could always shoot it better than Cooper. Uh, I mean, early Kyle Lowry was not a not a shooter. That uh, early Kyle Lowry, but he's also shooter. like yeah. he's he's always been thick and strong. Right. And, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's that's my way of saying the uh, the Holiday Brothers are uh, are a welcome addition. Future, the future of the franchise. Well, it's also just that like. I mean, the plan is Bogey being healthy and DeJounte Murray being in the building. Like, I'm not as concerned about the backup point. Like, that's why Dallin Wright is not in the building anymore, is I think the plan is to stagger those two and then just figure out uh, who gets those last remaining ones. And hopefully it's just Bogey and uh, you can do that. So I, I'm not really concerned, uh, but I don't think Sharif Cooper is in the immediate plans as a prominent 12 to 14 minute guy for the Hawks. And we wish him the best. And that'd be cool. It'd be great if he could uh, local and a guy. Um, if he does pan out and become something, then cool. But I don't think that's in the plans. And that's not enough for me to watch uh, Summer League for the Hawks. Is, is Jalen Johnson playing Summer League? I'm ashamed I don't even know that. I don't, I don't think he either. is, right? Well, it's not good if he is because I've seen nothing about Jalen Johnson tearing it up at Summer League. Um, because so. if he's not playing Summer League, why is he not playing Summer League? I would watch for Jalen Johnson. Would you? I don't see anything. No, but I would like maybe watch <laughs> no i'd be more likely to watch oh okay. no he had a non-surgical procedure and is missing summer league okay huh oh max is <laughs> max's eye like he max is concerned a <laughs> non-surgical <laughs> procedure yeah that's what it was like, what that's that? what, a what does that mean? 
Yeah, Joshua what, Buckhalter announced this a month ago. Hmm. I don't know. I just who knows? But guess what, folks? You don't have to watch Summer League. I promise you. There's the Open on right now. You can go watch the Open. The Braves are killing it. Move. There's baseball. There's all kinds of stuff that you could do. Um, wait, what'd you say, Garrett? I said you can move. You could move. That's uh, going to take up some this time. Is media days this next week. Yeah. Hendon Hooker, Josh Heupel, Cedric Tillman be in the building. Prepare for the SEC East run. Very cool. Very cool. I don't know if you guys saw this. 247 Sports lead analyst picked the Vols over Georgia this year. To win the SEC East? No, to beat them. To beat them, um, and to beat them and not win the East? Well, that would be a very Tennessee thing because they've done that. The Butch Jones year, they beat Georgia and who was it that year? They Florida. beat – they Missouri won the – they did, no, it was the, the – I think Missouri did win the East that year and jo- Tennessee beat Georgia and Florida. And I think they still – yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it went. They beat Georgia and Florida and they still didn't win the East, which is the most Tennessee thing ever. Because lost Kentucky and – Yeah, it was like, the Ducks. Yeah. Okay, we don't have to relitigate any of that. <laughs> uh, we don't have to go down Either. the road. Um, in terms of the Braves, though, last seven days, uh, the Mets series obviously did <clears> not go how they would have liked. Um, Spencer Strider was on the mound. You had – who I pitched really well in the best of the, best of the three. Um, what was your strongest takeaway from that series? And I mean, the Nats, there's something we can really glean. The Nats are just horrific and they're going to win this series this weekend. But what did you, what did you learn about how the Braves stack up with the Mets as they um, just are going to do the song and dance uh, for the foreseeable future? What did you learn, Garrett? I mean, the Mets are a good baseball team. I mean, uh, that's the thing we, uh, that's, that's, that's not really a big take, but the, the funniest thing about like, I, so I watched one game as a fan. I, I covered one game. Uh, and then I, I watched one on just one of one of them on TV, and I mm-hmm. got a little. I got basically the same vibe from the Mets every time I watched them. Mm-hmm. There's nobody outside of like maybe a Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso who really scares me on that team. But the thing is, they have dominant pitching. Their starting pitching is fantastic, and it's only going to get better mm-hmm. uh, when they add Degrom, assuming he's going to come back anytime soon. Um, Scherzer's a stud. Scherzer's always been a stud. I mean, they have consistent pitching. Um, we know that. Mm-hmm. But their offense, that's the most interesting thing about this team because this is kind of like an old school team. That's not it's 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 death by a thousand blows. There's nobody on that team who's necessarily outside of Alonzo and 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 uh, Lindor who's mm-hmm. really going to destroy you. Like who's going like, to hit a double off the wall and really mess with you. But they'll take you like Brandon Nimmo is going to take you 10 pitches um, and draw a walk. And he's going to and we saw it each each time that uh, we had like, Morton, Freed and, and Strider pitch. Mm-hmm. They had massive pitch counts up by the fifth inning. And yeah. and that knocks them out of the game, and they get they get to the bullpen, and we couldn't figure out their starting pitching, and and then we got deep into the pitch counts with our, with our starting pitching. I mean, this is just a frustrating team uh, that, mm. that, that, that they're not going away. Like this is going to be a very interesting race all the way down to the finish. And then Gilmore, who just is always going to kill the Braves for whatever reason. I don't understand that situation that's happening there, but that man loves beating up on the Braves. It's a very strange He's got situation. killer beard. Killer beard. Yeah. As someone Killer who cannot beard. grow a beard. Uh, that's, that's the case. Um, I don't know. Max, can you grow a beard? I don't, uh, Garrett looks like he's a goatee. I was things. just going to say, I, I'm very jealous of anyone who can grow a, a full beard and it gets very patchy. It's kind of gross. I, uh, I don't try anymore. This is all Max. This is like about as far as I can go before shaving. <laughs> I mean, I can do the full like goatee now. That's all I can do, but I just, I don't like how I look in a goatee. I, I don't really, I just feel Bald like head I head and goatee kind of gives like a, like a, uh, 
It's kind of a careful. weird vibe. What? I was going to say, I was like, what? <laughs> careful. Bald what? had a goatee. I'm like, uh. Mm. Uh. I, I I would fit in at certain parts of the the country, um, but <laughs> care to elaborate? No, I'm okay. <laughs> All you need is some uh some what some some jean shorts, and uh, you'll fit in just fine down in like you'll Jackson. fit in great at SEC Media Day. Oh my Ooh, god! Yeah. I mean, I should do that. Like, I, maybe that's college football season. As I do that, and I just lean into it a little bit, or uh, I just lean into the goatee <laughs> and the jorts, and just. <laughs> That's maybe what I do this fall. That might be the thing. That's one of the cool things about uh, getting married is when you're locked and loaded, you can just experiment and you can just be like, all right, the new balance Crocs, whatever. I'm I'm locked in. I'm off the market. I can just see how this uh, goatee is going to go for eight months. Like, let's see what happens here. Like, you can just you're, you're just off the look when you're off the market, you're just invisible and you can just do whatever you want to do. I might never not wear comfortable clothing ever again. Like September it might be it for me. Like that's, uh, that's it. Just, uh, that's, that's the cool thing. Max is not on board. He's like, there's no way your wife is going to sign up. There's a, I was going to say, how is she going to feel about, about saying you're putting in zero effort for the foreseeable future? No, hold on. Not effort across the board. Effort on like experimenting where it's like, I, I wouldn't have done this in my my peak 20s. Like I wouldn't have seen how this would have looked. But I don't have any fear about like just trying new stuff. Like that's the main thing is you're just like, who There's cares? no consequences. Yes, exactly. There's no like, what is going on with him? And that's, uh, the, Chase is in a rough spot. It's more of like, oh, Chase is married and he's just seeing how this looks for a month. Like that's, uh, that's how that's going. Like he's just whatever. I'm okay with it. Uh, I was built for this. Like fanny pack, Dollywood for this fall, coming in hot. That is going to be a thing. Who doesn't like running with a fanny pack? All in. Like it's just, it's so uh, so thoughtful. It, it works. Um, Max, what did you learn from the Met series? <laughs> um, well, running generally is, is just a bad idea. Um, what do you mean running no, generally? I, Are you not a runner? No, no. Oh. I get bored and I, I'd rather play basketball than run. So okay, well, there's going to come a point in your... How old are you now, Max? I'm 24. Okay. There's going to come a point in the next three to four years. No, no, don't say three is four. Gone. Don't yes. say three to four. Ten years. No, no. What? You think you're playing pickup at 34? Yes. No, yes, not happening. Okay, Garrett, you heard it. We're circling this. Uh, Adam Sandler. Max... Adam Sandler can do it, so I can do it. 34? 34 is not that old. It's horrific. I can on your play knees. pickup basketball. Playing, at no, I'm saying if you're playing consistently on your knees for ten more years, it's just not not sustainable. All right, well, gonna we'll cross that bridge exercise wise when when we get to it. Basketball is just injury central. Like I've torn up my knees, torn up my neck, chipped a tooth. Uh, what else have I done? I've pulled stuff. Like there's no basketball is horrific on your body, and it's uh, the older you get, then I'll man, just then I'll just play more golf. Yeah, I mean that's. That I could see. Yeah, Max is going to be playing more golf, and he's gonna, and I'm going to ask him, be like, Max, when was the last time you, you played some pickup, some two-and-a-half-hour pickup? And be like, uh, maybe eight, nine months been ago. a few years. Yeah, been a few years. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you, enjoy it now because I was like you at that age. I was still playing uh, pickup very consistently at the LA Fitness and playing blacktop in Atlanta. And I'm telling you, you will hit a wall where your body – is so broken and you wake up the next day and you're like, I can't walk around because I can't do this anymore. My knees and body cannot handle that anymore. You can't do this. It's going to be a sad day. That's going to be a a really sad day. day. I'm not disagreeing. It's a sad day. Um, 
Braves. Uh, Braves, I yeah. Think, I, think, I think Garrett hit on a lot of the specific points um, from that series that I took away. I think it was a little bit of cold water, like a little bit of like the Braves aren't going to take this and run away with this division. Like this is going to be neck and neck, and it's probably not like the Mets of old. Like mm. the, they're not just going to fold. And so I think – I think we're in for a good old fashioned division race uh, for the rest of the year. And I think that's, that's uh, pretty exciting. And I, and I just think generally the incentives of winning the division are so much higher now mm. that these series are so important. Um, and so like, you really don't want to be like, obviously put in the position of, of playing in that wild card game. And so mm. it's going to be back and forth uh, all summer. And, and I do think, I don't know if you guys agree that I do think the Braves will win this division. Um mm. I, I don't know why I get that feeling. Um, and, and maybe it has to do with the Mets being the Mets, but I think, I think you can trust the Braves a little bit more. Um, mm. And I, and I think lineup wise um, is a little more firepower that I think, I think in the end, the Braves will pull away. I mean, ultimately I, this is, we have more, I think we have more depth. Like you just look at the, if we, we can sustain a catastrophic injury a lot better than they can. Like if, if mm. we lost, they have probably two hit. Like I said before, like they have two hitters in that lineup who really scare me. If mm. they lose either one of those guys, it's over. Like I, I don't see how they can replace it. Meanwhile, the Atlanta Braves lost out Al- Aussie Albies and actually picked up games in the division. Mm. They, they can't sustain that. So th- that's, that's why I'm still, I'm still fully on board with the Atlanta Braves taking this division. We have depth for days. Our starting pitching has been fantastic and we're relying on, uh, a rookie and and then like two uh, and I guess Ian Anderson really hasn't been playing that well. But no, look, we we we're still a trade away from really dominating and taking this division away. But they're one catastrophic injury, away. and I'm not wishing that upon anybody, obviously. But they're one injury away from like any sustained period of time from just absolutely falling apart. Yeah, I mean the Braves won the World Series last year without Ronald Acuna. Like we don't mm-hmm. we don't really talk about that very much. And and you know this year's obviously been. Up and down, I think for him, but it's, it's like exactly what Garrett's saying. Like if the Mets lost a player of that, if most teams lost a player of that mm-hmm. caliber, or or had that player drop off, like they would, they would drop with it. Um, and I don't think the Braves are built that way, and I do think the Mets are built that way. And especially when that comes to like pitching rotation volatility, like there are going to be injuries. Um, yeah. And so I think I think that kind of depth is eventually will anchor uh, this race, but it's going to be a race. It's going to be a race from now until the end of the year, probably. Well, I think we're going to get three teams in the playoffs in the NL East. It seems like the Phillies are still playoff bound, which will be interesting. Um, and that is interesting to see what they do at the deadline, if how they mm-hmm. add and how they bolster their team. Um, but yeah, I think Is Bryce Harper supposed to be back. Uh, he's not coming August. back to the playoffs. No playoffs. Okay. Harper's is bad. Like that's a bad one. Harper, yeah. they're not expecting back until playoff time, most likely. That'd be interesting if the Braves have, or if the the NL East has three. I, I see two specifically. I mean, mm-hmm. two definitely right now, but. Phillies are playing good baseball. And I mean, they just and don't discount the, the Marlins. The Marlins are playing of... really good baseball, too. Right. Um, so the Marlins are coming, man. The pitching in Miami, like, they just have so much. If they just spend a little bit more this winter on the offense, the Marlins just have uh, an You've been the biggest battle. Marlins appreciator in this podcast for a while now. I have. People forget. And Miami Marlins, uh, the super fans down there in Miami, they have not forgotten. My I think they have like a quarter of their wins have come from just the Washington Nationals alone. The Nationals is not a fun watch, by the way. Can we just go ahead and say that? These series are not fun where you just know how it's going and the medals. I'm fine with it. School. Give me the win. It's a hot, it's a hot take. 
take it's game to win. I don't care. They're just not good. Like, and just not Juan Soto game, bumps me out. Game has postseason implications on it. Well, no, it's not Some that. Game, it's just hey, take the win and 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 move along. I mean, look, if we win the next three games, if we finish mm. out the sweep, we're gonna be twenty games over five hundred. Over, over five hundred. Mm. Twenty games over five hundred. We were talking about this in early June, late late May. We were talking about how like the incredible record that the Braves were gonna have. Mm-hmm. It, like assuming that they had to win, like I don't know, they had to like have a seven fifty win percentage, and they did just that. And it's because mm-hmm. they're taking care of business against. Teams I mean, like I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm just saying that like when you're watching the game, it's like it's really hard to get invested. I like the Juan Soto them. national beat, beat games. <laughs> You don't have that same feel. I don't have that same feel. Like, I would want to watch Tennessee beat up once. I'm with Garrett. No, I'm with Garrett. I enjoy watching the Braves. Baseball season is way too long to, like, really care about the quality of play every night. Mm, Take the win. Move on. Mm. I'll worry worry about about good baseball in the playoffs. Okay. It's fine. Just just Um, beat them up. Throw them on the side. Garrett, who's your favorite Braves all-star story? Uh, The fact that Austin Riley didn't make the all-star game. That's my... The big that's my biggest storyline like it's ridiculous like Ma- major league baseball i just tweeted about this like maybe right before mm. we came on um they released their top 10 power hitters mm-hmm. there were there were mm-hmm. there's one top five player who is not an all-star and his name is austin riley and he comes in at number one on that list he leads all third basemen in the national league with like ops home runs doubles uh batting average er- like op- everything it's incredible mm. And it's just an absolute crime that he is not a National League All-Star. It, it is a travesty that he is not an All-Star. Um, but, I mean, look, the Braves have six All-Stars. I mean, so I can't really complain too loudly as a Braves fan. Was he one? Who got in at third? Gold, it's, it, it was um, Aaron Otto and Goldschmidt, right? No, Goldschmidt's, Goldschmidt's the first baseman. Yeah. No, who's the other one? Um, I'm trying to figure out. who. I know Aaron Otto was in, but who was the other one? Machado. Manny Machado. Machado. Okay. So I mean, look, I I get I get why, I get why, but Austin Riley's right there with him. I just, yeah, mm, I don't know. I think. Well, it's also just weird because you have the whole everyone has to be represented, so there have to be snubs every year because mm-hmm. every team has to have at least one. So you, it's never going to be like a full on just a great example of who the best players in baseball is each and every year. Like when you have to put everybody in, like CJ Crone has to make the All Star team. Like that's just it. As if Diamondbacks fans are actually watching the All Star game. Hold on, that's a rock. That's a Colorado Rocky, sir. CJ Crone. No, 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 no. Rocky. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. It's some bad team. The Oakland A's aren't watching. There is. There is a. Well, to be fair, I Oakland. am not watching the All Star game because, folks, here we go. Here's a take. The All Star game, game is bad. All so across is the board. Yeah, there's oh, no reason bad. for any of these. I don't watch any of the All Star stuff. I don't. I can't do it. I, have I will watch no, the NBA. Here's my like NBA. I, I, no, I think all of them suck. <laughs> I think every all-star, there's not a good all-star game. There's not a, there's nothing good. The dunk contest sucks. Every like, contest it's, it's it's dunk contest is horrible. <laughs> Three point contest overrated. Home run derby overrated. Uh, NHL one's pretty cool because it's like the hardest slap shot. I think that's kind of cool. Mm. Other than that, it is it is all-star games suck. They shouldn't exist. Thank you. Wow, that was scorched I mean, earth. The MLB one is like especially bad. No, no, no. Actually, the NFL Pro Bowl is the worst. The Pro Bowl is the worst. Pro Bowl is, uh, undoubtedly is, the Pro Bowl yeah, is, needs, is, is needs so ridiculous. to be gone. Needs Nobody be wants gone. to play. Nobody wants to play because you're risking serious bodily harm by just playing. Well, like football is the sport that you just can't play half fast. Play it mm-hmm. like fun. It's like, not, not a like sport. That. 
NBA, you can do it. And it's like, the NBA one's okay, actually. The NBA All-Star game is the best All-Star game. Yeah, I mean, because you get to see crazy shots and fun yeah, dunks and stuff cool like that. Cool dunks and Steph Curry made like a million threes and like that's that's cool. Yeah. NHL is probably the one for me because like NHL, you still have to keep your head on a swivel. Like there's no way to half-ass a hockey game. Like you might get decked and seriously hurt if you're not really going and really paying attention to what you're doing on the ice. NBA, you can just not play defense whatsoever. Those guys like, are just wired different, the NHL guys. Yeah. They're like, they're not going to. They got that Those dog in them. I don't care a lot more exactly. once the once the NHL comes back to back to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. yeah when that's going to happen when, very soon. When it comes, I'm back sure to that's Atlanta. I'm sure that's, that's right over. on the, I think it's over. right on the doorstep. I, I, I refuse to admit that that is over. They're, it's coming back to Atlanta. I don't no, think it's so. Not. Take it here. You're not Dude, getting three no teams. Chance. You don't get a third chance at a team. Coming. It's coming. Just it's, it's between it's, us and what San Antonio? Come on. Just embrace the Preds. That's what you got to do. It's just you got to move up north. I'm not cheering for a team three hours. A away. Nashville team? Come on. I'm not. Sure. I, that's where I'm at. That's I'm in Tennessee. Now. I have I have I my family Pe- in here. Pecorine, uh, shirt in the other room. I went to uh, that was my first hockey game. It was a uh, February. Yeah. Well, we've added it was that. Fun. To I the, had a great time. Yeah. But nah, I'm cheering for the Thrashers when they come back. Oh my God! This I, I I feel bad. It's happening. Between this, the hope for the third hockey team in Atlanta and not packing for a move, uh, you're doing the same day is uh, just a lot from Garrett Chapman. Over the course of, of of the day and tomorrow, and yeah, once I get going, I'm I'm like a. Your parents don't man. listen to this, right? No, I don't think okay, so. good. All right, <laughs> I just I don't think this would go over well with your parents. Um, this uh especially for me like i have to be careful like you, you never know because hi mom and dad they listen um so where was i my train of thought oh what's your favorite not uh base braves all-star story max you didn't answer the question yeah we didn't um we're just gonna ignore dansby he persevered through cult cancer culture to, to that's make true he did pers- people forget people i forget. mean my favorite all-star story is is dansby's twitter likes that's that's the whole thing um no, but seriously, I mean, we 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 trashed him quite a bit on this podcast, and I think it's worth taking a step back and and appreciating the uh, first half of the year he's had. I think it creates an interesting predicament down the road, um, which we may don't have to go get into right now. Um, but I think that I mean it's his first it's his first All Star game, right? Yes. Um, for a guy who was the the first overall pick and the centerpiece of that of that big trade. Um, Shout out to Dave Stewart. And uh, unfortunately, Tukey did not see it through uh, in Atlanta. <laughs> it's also it's also a reminder of like a lot of these guys, especially in baseball, like the career arc is not linear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are humps and bumps and you can have a breakout year in baseball when you least expect it. Or when you think, you know, a player, you think you like sort of understand their ceiling and it's not always true. Um, and I think that's a huge part of the brave season so far. And, and maybe one of the one of the two or three biggest stories, in my opinion. I'm also just interested in the offseason because like he's in a contract year and it shouldn't be it's not any coincidence that he's having his best season in a contract year. No, no, no um, coincidence. But he's also a local Atlanta guy. He wants to stay here. He I wonder if that means he'll take less to stay here. I'm not certain. But I am terrified of what that contract is going to look like this winter because it's just not going to be a good contract because we still have more like Dan, two things can be true. Dan having an all star season and it's great. And he buoyed the Braves when they really, really needed it uh, early in the season. And also the by and large, the production is just not there. And there's like we forget like what he was to start off the season. Like Dansby was awful out of the gate to start the season. And I mean, this is an unbelievable hot streak for him and it's great. 
But it's still, we have more data and more plate appearances that signal he's uh, average to below average daily hitter, great defender, but he will not be worth what he gets paid this winter. Like the contract we- that he gets it from the Braves is going to be wild. Or if you're the Braves, can you risk letting, like moving on from Freeman and Dan's being back to back winners? Like well, that I is don't something think- you probably can't do. That's not really the way I'm looking at it. I, I hmm. think I look at it as like if if they were willing to move on from Freddie, like mm. if you, if you're willing to take that PR hit, like they're not worried about Dansby. Um, hmm. Like they will. I, I think we have pretty good evidence now that the Braves are not going to be beholden to emotional decisions. Hmm. Um, and so whatever you thought of Freddie, like I don't think any fan is going to be more upset that they let Dansby go than Freddie, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think first of all, we have another half a year. Uh, Dansby has to match that production to even talk about the contract that you're probably talking about. Mm. Um, and then I think they'll make the decision that they think is best long-term for the Braves. I, it might end up being a bad deal. I don't think they're going to make that decision mm. strictly for emotional PR purposes. I mean, that's he, possible. He makes, he makes a big difference for this team mm. on and off the field. He's, but Max, like you said, I mean, the, they, they have a void. They had a void at the beginning of the season, and he stepped into it. If Dansby walks, we'll have a void, and somebody will step into it. This is the nature of it, you know. I mean, like this is a baseball team. This isn't. This isn't like global geopolitics, you know. Like, it's it's not as big of as a much deal as Dansby as people, would like it to be. Oh, yeah, as much as Dansby would love for that, but look, I mean, at the end of the day, like it's going to be fine. He's gonna he's gonna get a contract. Wherever he goes, I mean, I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be here in Atlanta. Um, I think he's going to be willing to step off of, I don't know, I don't think he's worth $20 million a year over three years. He might get that somewhere. I think he's probably more in the range of like a 50, 55-ish or whatever over over the course of three years. I'd pay him that just for the impact that he has. he's getting longer than three. I don't think it's going to be a three-year maybe, deal. I think he's getting a maybe, long one. I mean, but we're also looking at the same market that Carlos Correa stepped off and, and he's had to sign a one-year deal. Yeah. Because no I one just don't think that's going to happen with Atlanta. He's also going to be in the same market like as Trey Turner. Be. He's that's in the true. same market as Trey Turner and Carlos Correa. He's at best the third best shortstop on the open market. Mm-hmm. And shortstops don't grow on trees. So he's going to get some money and he's going to get something good. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what that dollar amount looks like. But we've also seen what he looks like when he doesn't play well. He didn't mm-hmm. play well against the Mets. He was what? He bet zero. Mm-hmm. Did he even get on base? Did he have a walk? I, I think he. I think he might have had two walks in like that second game. I have to but go back and look. Yeah, I think he went. He was hitless in that series, mm. and the bats were completely silent. He wasn't able to pick us up. And so we've seen. We've seen still, like even as hot as he is, how cold he can get at times. Mm-hmm. But look, this year he's still he's still batting three hundred for the month of July, which is exactly what I want from him. Uh, he has two home runs. That's fine. <laughs> like, look, if I get if I get. 300 batting 300 maybe five six home runs a month that's perfect and i'm willing to pay 18 to 20 million dollars a year for that that's fine that's fair plus i mean look he's he's leading into his first all-star game in a contract year he's leading the charge of what four braves players who are making their first all-star game Mm. it's a great year just celebrate the little things that's where i am right now there you go um the falcons i want to get your perspective max what uh who uh, put on your clairvoyant max hat here who leads the falcons and carries this season if you had to guess right now if you had to make a prediction on who gets the most carries for this group this year who do you think it is 
I would. Hmm, I think the safe bet is Cordero still. Interesting. Why? I, it depends. It. De- I have to see. Eh, I have to see how much they play him at running back, how much they play him at receiver, and what that like. If he's actually obviously like. If he's really making a full-time switch back to receiver, that's a different story. Mm. I don't know if you can – it's more that I'm, I don't feel comfortable saying anyone else's name. Like, I don't really know what they foresee for Damian Williams. I don't really know – like, we don't know anything about um, Tyler Algier yet. Um, and so I, I don't think you can confidently be like, all right, Tyler Algier is going to lead – the Falcons and carries as a rookie sixth rounder. Like it's possible. It's possible he comes in and really good. Like, I think he's a good fit. I'm optimistic about his talent. Um, but as a sixth round rookie, that's a lot to sort of project having seen none of it. Mm. So I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's my, uh, that's my answer. I think this, <clears throat> the safe answer is Cordero, but if it was any of the other two, I'm not forgetting anyone, right? Is any of the other no, two? it wouldn't be like I don't think we can Avery Williams, Quadri Allison. Like I don't no. think no. If it's any of the other two, I wouldn't be surprised. Is my answer. What do you think, Garrett? It's got to be Tyler Algier for me, uh, just because I don't think that Cordero Patterson is going to be a full time running back. I mean, look, I mean, he was he's a he's a bell cow back. That's what Tyler Algier is coming in to be. That's what we wanted Mike Davis to be last year. Oof. I mean, Cordero Patterson barely led the team in, in rushes last year. And we saw what he was able to do because he's he's more of like a slot guy. He's going to play in the out. He's going to go inside outside. Um, he's going to catch passes. And Tyler Algier is not really able to do that. I would not be surprised to see them in sets where they're both in the game together. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Because uh, Mike Davis was just barely behind um, Cordero Patterson in terms of total rushes. Yeah. Um, and Mike Davis was anemic. So it, it, it showed that. What was like, your hey, favorite we- two yard run? to the outside <laughs> no but the thing is it's like if we if mike davis almost surpassed cordero patterson in terms of total yard total attempts mm-hmm. tyler algier is going to be we're expecting him to be at light years better right not well, just, mostly because mike davis was that bad but like I, i'm optimistic too but it's like it's hard well, to I, be like i'm gonna give him 200 carries i think he's gonna get 175 carries I think that's i mean it's, it's possible mike like davis it's just, 140 we haven't seen anything you know yeah like we no. haven't seen anything, and it's like we like we like it as sort of a sleeper. But he was a sixth rounder. It's not like they, four, you know, four, invested. Four, 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 why do I? Why did I think sixth? Wait, I thought he was fifth. Six, I thought Tyler round. Algier was fifth. Fourth round. Pick like one hundred fifty one. Hold on. I thought Tyler Algier was a fifth rounder. Hold on. Now we all have a different take on this. <laughs> uh, yeah, one hundred fifty one. Uh, fourth round pick. Huh. Oh, traded away okay. the fourth round pick. Oh. Pick one hundred fifty one. This is great. This it says round. Pe- it says that's round five. Pick one fifty one. Four point seven. All right. Well, that's the point round is, five. The point is, it's not like this. <laughs> okay. They didn't. They, didn't they traded around the, the fourth. They traded away okay. the fourth round pick. That's what they didn't. Okay. They didn't invest the second rounder and said, "Here are the keys. You're the starter." Um, yeah. And and it's not. You know, there's not an overwhelming bell cow already in the backfield, so it's certainly possible he leads the team in carries. But to say, "All right, here's two hundred carries." knock yourself out feels a little bit aggressive well, for right has, now absolutely yeah. has a type right with algier with cordero with mike davis last offseason like quadri allison still finding a way like i he clearly has a type uh for his running backs is physical ground and pound like i i'm very curious because i think part of the cordero thing is that i think he has to get carries like there's no way around it i think part of his value in bringing him back is like 
he will make defenses have to think like he is just someone where you put him out like you can move you can just move him all over the field and it's just to not utilize Cordero's ability just out of the backfield catching passes whatever you need him to do he will make linebackers and safeties and everyone on the field think and wonder how he is being used on that particular play and Algier is not that guy so uh, that doesn't mean he can't eventually be that guy but I think to bring Cordero and not utilize him in that way where he's just a mat, uh, a, a matchup nightmare for a lot of folks that I just, I don't understand why you would do that unless you did not plan on giving him the bulk of the carry. So I would still lean Cordero barring injury, but I think it will be a pr- probably a pretty good split between him and Algier. He was the best player on the offense last year. Right. Um, and, and they had to manufacture ways to get him touches and, and it's, mm. It's certainly possible someone else, you know, actually, I think we should hope that Kyle Pitts is the best player on the offense this year. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, Drake London, maybe he's he's just awesome right away. But there's there's not a huge reason to believe that he's not one of the two best weapons on the offense going into the year. And so when that's the case on an offense that is still sort of devoid of, of I would say, um, fireworks, <laughs> uh, you got to find ways to get him touches. And I think early that's going to mean at least a good chunk of carries. I would agree with that. Um, Max or uh, Garrett, when would you guess Ritter starts? Like, I think (laughs) Marietta, like he's not playing 17 games. That's not happening. Uh, So when do you think he starts? When you look at the schedule, is there a time that you think he makes the most sense? Do you think he actually starts week one? Are we going to assume? I think he's going to start week three. Okay. Uh, I just think Marcus Marietta has too much of an injury history. And you're going to play the Saints week one, and then you got the Rams week two. I think Aaron Donald's going to put him on his rear at least two or three times. And I don't know. It's going to happen. I think he's going to get one start in September. I wouldn't I wonder, surprise me at all. I wonder what it looks like if it's just one of those situations where they kind of have to think about um, – just how the offensive line look like what does Jalen Mayfield look like uh to start this year what is I'm very I mean, intrigued to see Jalen Mayfield this year yeah just, I just because I, I'm I terrified he, of throwing Desmond Ritter out bad there shit, a, a bad shake last year yeah and he was bad like don't get me wrong he was bad but it, I don't think everybody was entirely fair on him he was just he was not ready for yeah. it was like it reminds me kind of like what Luke Jackson remember mm-hmm. that from like 2018 yeah and where Luke Jackson was like all right, all right you're the closer Mm. Uh, what <laughs> you're he was like 24 years old and he was not ready for that role but it's like hey we have no other options so this is what you got to do now my late grandfather and then now luke jackson, about people, luke jackson say what my late grandfather and i sent a lot of texts back and forth about the i luke love jackson luke jackson stuff. now but that's the thing like but luke jackson has such a bad rap now people love to hate on luke jackson mm. but luke jackson was probably the most important bullpen player for the braves last year mm. i would i would also say like Jalen mayfield was the tackle in college Right. Um, yes. Oh, here comes the Michigan and, man. The Michigan man has logged. No, he the played chat. more games at guard in the NFL than he did at any other level. I covered him in college. I covered that mm. team. He was yeah. he was a tackle, and he was he was a talented tackle, and like there were high hopes for him at tackle, and he was pretty good. But he didn't get many reps because his his junior year was he took it off because of it was the COVID year, mm. um, and so like he didn't have a lot of reps at tackle, and then he's being asked to be a starting guard in the NFL right away, a position he has not played like. I, I I agree that he didn't get a fair shake. I think as bad as he was is a really bad sign. Like it's rare that someone's that bad and then like they figure it out. Um, 
but I don't mind them giving him another year, especially a year that is kind of a throwaway year to begin with, right? It's an evaluation year. And and yeah. this year, once and for all, we will probably know on Jalen Mayfield. And Caleb McGarry. That, yeah. I mean, Caleb McGarry might not even start. Caleb one. McGarry, I think they already know, but that's... I mean, there's point. a reason Jermaine Effetti is at that right tackle spot right now and that there is real competition for him. And that they this. drafted Jordan Schaefer. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of there's a Jake Matthews is the only safe player on the Hawks or on the Hawks Lynch on the Falcons <laughs> offensive line right now. And Lindstrom, uh, Lindstrom, we'll Lindstrom, Lindstrom, Lindstrom's, I, a stud. Lindstrom's the okay. best player on the offensive line. That's probably fair. Lindstrom might be the best player on the offense. Period. Well, hold on, that's <laughs> yeah, Cal Pitts. That's Cal Pitts. Um, I don't know. Okay, there you go. Uh, we'll see. end on this because Garrett's got to go. Max, who wins the open this weekend? Oh my god, I'm so glad you asked me that question. Uh, right, look at him; he lit up. He is ready to go. Cam Smith's going to win, but Rory's also going to win. So that's, I want Rory to win. I want Rory, I want Rory to win. win. Cam, Smith is, Cam Smith is making everything you look at right now. So Dustin Johnson, Dustin Johnson revenge tour. Nobody wants that. That's just uh, that. Nobody. I'm not saying that. whether I want it or not. I'm yeah. saying the a Rory is DJ. A Rory DJ Ooh. weekend duel live versus PGA Tour. That'd be pretty fun. Honestly, yeah. I want I want a playoff between Dustin Johnson and one of the talking heads for the PGA. Mm. Rory, that would be awesome. There you go. Garrett Chapman, GChap ATL. Do you have the W Millennials coming back tomorrow? W Millennials back on Sunday. We're on Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Eight, eight to eight to ten. Eight there to you 10. go. It's after oh. Atlanta United. I like it. I like it. Good luck to you, sir. Max Markovich under Max underscore Markovich. Anything you you want to plug? Any uh, uh, ghost writing you're doing? That's si.com. <laughs> anything like that? You're gonna pop up somewhere where I'm reading an article and I'm like, is that Max? Is that the we'll same find Max out. We'll, yeah. we'll all find out together. Everyone's favorite sporadic <laughs> writer. Uh, Garrett, Max, thank you as always. And I will talk to y'all next week. All right, y'all, that'll do it for the Saturday, July 16th, 2022 edition here on the Chase Mouse Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, Atlanta Sports Guys, uh, Preds Power Hour, and then uh, Go Big Orange Friday here as we do a bunch of awesome local coverage every Saturday on the Chase Mouse Podcast. So make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you get your podcasts for all my local Nashville, uh, East Tennessee, Tennessee fans, Atlanta sports fans. Uh, make sure you are subscribed so that you know uh, that all the local coverage popping up on your feed every weekend at this time. So check that out and just make sure you're subscribed so you can get your uh, the your local podcasting fix so there you go uh thank you as always to max and garrett for coming on the program today and uh make sure if you enjoy uh these episodes you leave us a five-star rating and a review on apple Podcasts or spotify or however you get your podcast uh lock in on youtube youtube.com slash chase thomas podcast all kinds of great stuff over at the blue wire pod network with that we are just so grateful to be a part of uh, big week for NBA, NBA Summer League. All kinds of big guests. We had Gilbert Arenas in there, Mark Cuban in the Blue Wire Studios. We had a lot of fun stuff uh, with Longshot, um, with Duncan Robinson. We had Road Trippin with Richard Jefferson and uh, Channing Fry. We got Spencers with Jordan Liggins and Haley O'Shaughnessy. Just jam-packed, star-studded group over here at Blue Wire Pod. So uh, look out for that. All kinds of great content over on the Blue Wire Pod Network. Check that out today as well. Uh, new pod coming tomorrow. Sports reporters who have indeed assembled. We're back on the Sunday edition of the program. So look out for that tomorrow. All that good stuff. But you guys have yourself a great Saturday. And I will talk to you all very soon. Uncle Derek, how'd I do? Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs>